You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Sarah Fung from the Gritty Nurse Podcast on with us. Sarah, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. So um, give me a little background about you as a nurse to start, and then I you know, want to really get into uh, your podcast and what that's all about. But what, how did you get started in nursing, and what led you to your podcast? I started nursing in 2007, so I graduated with my uh, undergraduate degree in nursing, and um, I mainly worked in obstetrics, so I had experience in labor and delivery. I worked as a postpartum nurse. I also worked for a while in the neonatal intensive care unit, and um, I also have my master's degree in nursing as well. And um, just throughout my experiences, I found that there were a lot of instances that I wanted to share with fellow nurses. And it just so happened that I met Amy, my podcast co-host at um, one of my uh, previous jobs, and we kind of got to talking and we thought, you know, this is something that we really want to share with other nurses. Our experiences, whether they be good, bad, or ugly, we just want to be able to guide nurses along the way, whether they are nursing students or new to the profession or you know, well into the careers, we think that we have a lot to offer in terms of our experience and our knowledge. So I've been a bedside nurse for eight years, and I've also worked in nursing leadership in various positions for the past five years. And um, the Grady Nurse podcast has been a passion project of ours, and we're really just wanting to spread the news and our passion and, you know, enjoy the process along the way. So tell us about the Gritty Nurse. Like, where did the name come from? The Gritty Nurse. That's a really good question. My co-host actually came up with that name. And we thought it was a really good way to describe a characteristic that we feel is really important in nursing. So we talk about persistence. And, you know, when something doesn't go your way, you just keep persisting, whether it's advocating for your patient, whether it's making a situation better for yourself, not only in your professional life, but also in your personal life. We feel like this is a really good attribute to have. And uh, we just think it's something that is really important in your development as a professional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you guys talk about uh, obstetrics and neonatal or are you kind of uh, talk about all nursing issues? We tend to talk about issues that affect all nurses. So the real impetus for our podcast is we wanted to talk about bullying, nurses eating their young, lateral nursing violence, because it's something that we had both experienced throughout our careers. And we really wanted to share that message with other nurses and let them know they weren't alone. And the more that we talked about it, the more we realized it's really prevalent in nursing culture. Not to say that it's not prevalent in other industries, but we felt that just with nursing being a lot of, um, there are a lot of females in the profession, there, sometimes it's almost like the perfect storm is created for bullying because there's pressures from the patients, there's pressures from physicians often. Um, somewhere, the pressure just has to displace. And unfortunately, sometimes it's with each other. So we wanted to share that experience and also have some takeaway points about 
what you can do if you're if you find that you're in a situation where you're feeling bullied or something similar to that. So we talk about a lot of things that everyday nurses can relate to. So we also talk about, you know, funny stories we've experienced during night shift. We talk about we we interview other nurses as well. So it, recently we had a politician who used to be a nurse and we really wanted to get her perspective on her career journey. We've also talked to nurses who identify as uh, LGBTQ that identify as visible minorities. So we also have an episode where we interview a male nurse to get his perspective on what it is like to be a male nurse in a female dominated profession. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, talk us through how this kind of came about. Like, were you just like sitting at lunch and say, you know, hey, I want to set up a podcast or did you guys put a lot of uh, deep thought into it or, or how did it come about? Well, I think it was mainly when we were both sort of feeling frustrated at our jobs and we really wanted to do something that we could channel our passion into and some of our frustrations, to be honest. Um, We've, like I said, we've both experienced bullying in the past and we thought, you know, this is a good way to reach out to nurses to give ourselves a voice in a profession where you, you feel like you have a voice sometimes with patients, but not all the time with each other. So it sort of came about like we were talking about what we could do. And I also have a side business as um, I write resumes and I do interview coaching for fellow nurses. So initially that was where my passion was lying. And then Amy wanted to do something around um, exercise videos, but somehow we were talking about, um, well, what is the end game here? What are we really trying to do here? So we thought, you know, the podcast and, and um, my co-host Amy actually has a family member who is a uh, quite a popular podcaster. So she actually gave us a lot of advice. We sat down with her and had a long conversation about her journey into podcasting and what she saw for us. So she gave us a lot of good advice and it wasn't really a certain aha moment. It was just sort of building towards it. We had floated the idea of a podcast in the fall. It kind of went away. It came up again. And then some, somewhere around Christmas, we thought, let's just actually do this. We don't actually know what it's going to look like. It's not perfect, but let's just get in there and start recording. And I think from there, I mean, if you listen to our first episode, our audio is pretty bad and we had to figure out a lot of things with social media, but I think we're at a point now where we are really able to figure out the issues that nurses want to hear about and we're able to present it in a way that they can relate to. So a lot of our listeners like hearing the personal stories and that's really what we can bring to the podcast because we have lots of very different experiences. Um, a lot of things that we haven't talked about in the past with anyone, even difficult situations or difficult patients that we've had. And this is one way that we can really share a message and it resonates with our listeners. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that, um, you know, that it wasn't just like one day you woke up and you started a podcast and it was all happily ever after. And it's just one of those things that does kind of build up. And I've had that experience uh, and it can be hard working with a partner because my uh, a friend of mine and I decided to put a do a podcast and we had called it, you know, I was just thinking and that's what we were, we were going to do something similar to this. But part of the problem was, is that I could never get her to commit to doing the talk, you know, to, to show up at the same time. So, oh, um, yeah. What, how is it working with a partner um, 
and, and launching this because you guys have to be on both the same page. I think in, the, in that aspect, we have worked together twice actually in two different jobs at two different hospitals. So I feel like we have a good sense for what the other person is good at and maybe not so good at. So for example, I'm a very organized person. I like to know ahead of time what we're going to be talking about. I like to have show notes and you know I like the details all right. I feel like Amy is a very passionate person. She's a good speaker. She really brings that connection um, with other people. So we have different strengths. She also does the editing. So that's also very important with her <laughs> podcast. And I think that because we've worked together in the past, we are able to talk to each other when there's a conflict and we're able to resolve it. And we always try to you know, keep the big picture in mind of the podcast and try not to get frustrated with the little things that come up. So I think just compromising in any relationship, whether it's a business partner or a husband or a work colleague, it's just understanding that other person and knowing that people are different and trying to work with what you can. So, and even, even before we started recording, I said how I'm more of the kind of person that likes to go out and do guest podcasts. Amy likes to be a bit more behind the scenes and I respect that. Because initially I kept thinking, well, why don't we just do these together? And she said, well, I would rather not do that. And I'm okay with you doing that, speaking on behalf of the Greater Nurse podcast. So we had that conversation and we agree on it. So that's kind of where it is right now. Yeah, no, that makes it perfect because you really do have to, because I've had a lot of, of nurses uh, who are students of mine that they just want to set up with a partner because they're a friend. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, it you know? does help to have that chemistry on the air. It helps to have that relationship and that familiarity with the person. But I think it's, the, it's a long game, right? So the podcasting world is about consistency and building up your listeners and it doesn't happen in two or three episodes. It might take 50 episodes, 100 episodes to get to that point. Did you ever have the sense that, uh, that maybe this wasn't going to work out or you know, maybe nobody's listening and we should just stop or any of those kind of doubts? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, because I'm very organized, I, I look at our numbers a lot. So I'm usually the kind of person that I will say to my co-host, let's not do this topic again because we really didn't get a lot of listens and I really feel like that over the pandemic at least I felt multiple times that I wasn't sure if we should continue or if there was value in us continuing because there was so much happening in healthcare that we did a couple podcasts on COVID and then to be honest I got a little bit tired of talking about COVID all the time but <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure if we should just focus on COVID or totally talk about something opposite because people wanted to be entertained throughout the pandemic. So we ended up doing a little bit of both. And I think now, at least, at least what we've noticed is that people are starting to listen again, and they're actually interested in topics that are not related to the pandemic. Maybe that's just been talked about too much. So we have um, lots of interesting topics that are coming down the line, and we hope that they will be equally entertaining and educational and hopefully you'll get something out of it. Um, so the, the one area that I think a lot of uh, my, my nurses or listeners uh, would have issues would be, you know, it's one thing to put the podcast together, which is a process in itself, but how do you go about getting listeners and getting people to stay engaged with you? We have tried different approaches. So we're both 
parts where we are um, members of various uh, nursing groups on Facebook with um, big numbers, I guess. So at first we were in little groups trying to post in, you know, 10 different groups, which wasn't very effective in our time. So we have found several nursing groups where when we do post, we do get some engagement now. It has taken several months to get to that point. But I feel like with our listeners, uh, Facebook is usually a place that they're online. We also do Instagram and Twitter. I'm not as sure how effective that is, but we do get some engagement as well. And then I think it's just being consistent because what I noticed is on weeks that we were too busy to promote anything, we were still getting people that listened. And it must have been because they subscribed to us on Apple or Spotify. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's just about trying all different avenues and seeing what works. So I've experimented with only posting on Facebook or only posting on Twitter and seeing what the response is. And among my own nursing friends, I know that they're mostly on Facebook. So that's where we tend to focus our efforts. And it's really been helpful to have a Facebook group because I find that people like being part of something that's exclusive. And our Facebook group is um, private so that you can only invite your friends um, and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that you said you used the word consistency. And I think that's a, a big part of it. Like even showing up when maybe people didn't listen last week or the week before, but that was the one thing that really struck me when I had first started my podcast, because there were times where I'm just like, well, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> I don't think. Mm-hmm, anybody... mm-hmm. And then somebody would email me and thank me for the podcast because they were inspired by a, a nurse that I had on or something along those lines. And that's, the thing that has really kept me going because, um, you know, sometimes the numbers don't really tell you how much impact um, or, or change that your, your podcast is having and it helps to get the, those responses. Um, so who, how would you define your audience uh, for your podcast? Well, so my co-host and I, we are 10 to 15 years in our careers. So I think our listeners started out that way because to be honest, we just started with promoting it to our family and friends, but there's only so many people that can listen in your own circle. So what we found, (laughs) yeah. And, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of podcasters make is expecting your own family and friends to listen when it's maybe not necessarily an area that they care about, to be honest for, for me, because I'm a nurse, I just assume that you know, everybody would listen, but that's not the case. And if I think about my husband, my husband is an engineer. Would I listen to an hour podcast about engineering? Probably not. And, and that's okay. We don't have to, we just have to support each other. But I guess just to go back to your question, I think that a lot of our listeners now are a bit younger than me. So probably in their 20s to early 30s is because they're finding us on the different social media platforms. And they are the kind of people that listen to all different podcasts. And so we are trying to find topics that would appeal to them. And I think that we have maybe some older listeners, but probably not as many as the younger ones. And do you uh, typically poll your audience to find out what they're looking for? Do you just try and guess or how do you do that? Yeah, I found that it was really effective with our Facebook group, actually, to get engagement through polls. So a lot of times I would post a question, just an open-ended question, like, what are you interested in listening to? And it'd be radio silence. But then I started experimenting with polls where we would list 
four or five different topics that we were thinking about and poll people and people seem to like clicking versus typing out sentences. So we've been able to sort of figure out that way. Like we still have to give them some direction, but we're able to figure out what are they more interested in over um, other topics. Yeah, I guess with the open-ended question, you have to, you know, you're asking the audience to think for you in a way, and not that that's bad. It's just kind of a, a burden. Like if you just are scrolling through Facebook, you don't want to spend too much energy thinking for other people. So I think that the polling is really great that way for giving them options. It's just, uh, and then having maybe an option to, you know, something that's not listed or, or something along those lines. Um, so have they led you towards connecting and networking with people that uh, you never imagined you would be talking to or, or anybody like really interesting? Absolutely. Yeah. Some of, some of our guests are people that I never would have crossed paths with in everyday life. And to be honest, because my co-host and I, we live an hour apart, most of our podcasts are remote. We've only ever recorded two or three podcasts in the same room. So it's interesting because we don't do it over video either. So we don't have that body language, but we figured out, I guess, a way to, you know, know when we're trying to wrap up or whatever, or we go to talk and we cut each other off, which happens a lot. We have to edit that out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a work in progress. And I think that it's definitely, um, we're learning all the time. For example, we had a nurse, sorry, not a nurse. We had a physician come on and, um, she talks about how your period is optional. So we found that really interesting and she reached out to us and she uh, has been on TED Talks. So, you know, she's a very good speaker, never would have connected with her otherwise. We also had someone that is in Canadian politics. So we're based in Ontario. So she is um, a Canadian politician who is also a nurse and she passed some bills that were quite controversial in Ontario. And so we were able actually to talk to her. I've never talked to a politician before, let alone have one on my podcast who talked for an hour and a half. So that was also really interesting just to understand a little bit of that world. And um, we've had someone who's really big in nursing, like a, a male nurse who has quite a big Twitter following because we wanted to reach out to our male nurses as well. So we were able to connect with him and, we had a few male nurses in mind, but he was the only one, I guess, that rose to the occasion. People wanted to be part of it, but when it really came down to it, they just couldn't commit for whatever reason. So, Yeah, no, I, I love that because it's that has been the most motivating part for me for my podcast was just connecting with other people because when I first started out, it was just, I was I'm very introverted and I, I don't want to bother people. So the thought of like reaching out to people and saying, Hey, I have a business, let's talk just didn't resonate with me. So I kind of use the podcast as a way to reach out and say, Hey, could I interview you and find out more about your, your business? And then it, it just became like really interesting to hear what all these other nurses were doing. Um, you know, people like you, it's just uh, fascinating and getting to connect with people. Uh, it, it's just been um, way more than anything that I could have ever expected. Um, and I feel the same with you. I am actually quite an introverted person, if you get to know me, but the podcast has really forced me to get out of my shell and really just be more vocal about the things that I care about. Yeah, and it, it's also helped me a lot with just these types of conversations, because like when I first started out, you know, I'd be like, what is your name? You know, I'm just reading a script. <laughs> or, 
and now they're very unscripted. And I do have some guests that, that don't like that because they want to know exactly what we're going to talk about. I'm like, no, we're just going to see where the conversation goes. And, um, you know, so, but it, it's just, uh, I, I like that sense of like, I don't know where this conversation is going to go and, you know, just let things bubble to the, to the top. Um, so let me ask you this. Are you, uh, do you monetize your podcast? And is that something that if you don't, is that something that you see doing in the future? Right now, we have not monetized. We were just thinking about building our listener base first. I have ideas about where I'd like to take it. Amy has ideas as well. And to be honest, we've just been too busy. We have, between the two of us, we have five kids. So I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. She's got twin boys that are eight and a daughter that's five. So we do this on the side. We have full-time jobs. We have families. I have another side business with writing resumes and doing interviews. Um, so I guess we just really need to figure out where our priorities are because I know there are different ways to monetize, but they all involve time and commitment. And I do want to get there at some point, but right now we're happy just building up our listener base and figuring out what resonates with them. Uh, so what would you tell any nurse that's considering doing a podcast? Is it something you'd recommend or... I would recommend it. One of the things that I really hope for nurses listening to the podcast is that more of them will be um, more public about what they think, more visible in the media, especially social media. I think that I'm seeing more nurse podcasters as I've gotten into this world, and I really want there to be more of us so that we can connect together and promote each other and that kind of thing. So my advice to nurses would be to just start really. I don't think you need to have it perfect because what I've noticed with a lot of podcasters is they want to have a certain number of episodes recorded before they release and they're tinkering with editing and, you know, like I said, trying to make everything perfect when I think it's just about getting your feet wet and learning in the moment and figuring out what works, what doesn't. If you listen to our first episode, we didn't realize this until we released at the very end. I didn't know how to stop the recording. So the last 30 seconds is me saying, how do I end this? How do I end this? And then my co-host being so new, she forgot to edit out that part. <laughs> no one has ever once commented on that. So even if they heard it, they've never once said that to us. So I think it's okay just to be yourself. If you make mistakes, you're going to learn from them. And it's about being consistent and seeing the big picture, trying not to get hung up on the little details, like how many listeners you have or whether or not I don't know, you released on time, but that's something that you can develop over time. And if it doesn't work out with your co-host, you can go solo or you can find a new one. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. I think just getting started is the, is the big thing. And yeah, if you listen to my earliest podcasts too, they're just, um, yeah, <laughs> not so great. Maybe don't listen to my early podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also, I would also say don't spend a lot of money up front. You don't have to have any sort of special equipment you don't have to, you know, record in a studio. You don't have to pay someone to edit. You can learn all of that yourself. And yes, it's important to have good quality audio, but you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would, I would absolutely second that. And I, I still, to this day, edit my own podcast. And I don't do a lot um, of editing at all. I don't uh, bleep out ums and, and conversation flows at all. So it's really the intro, the out, um, actually I don't have an outro, but an intro and that's it. So uh, yeah, absolutely get started and just have a focus of what you want to talk about. So it's not all over the place, but um, 
And I would say just be yourself because I don't actually listen to other podcasts that often. And I find that when I do, I get really nervous about what I should or shouldn't do, or I should be more like this person or more like that person when we don't need that. We just need you to be authentic and people can sense that when they listen to your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, Sarah. So tell people where they can listen to you, where they can find out more, how they can get in touch with you. So we are available on Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We just recently got our website, so it's grittynurse.com. You can also follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wow. (laughs) You guys have it all together. Um, That is awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me.